Hey everyone, and welcome to our 17th ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. As usual, I am your host, Squiggy, and as per usual, I am joined by Slezo and Laura. Hello, you two lovely people. Hey, look at me, all healthy and no coughing. It's brilliant when I know the like, words that came out of your mouth like five seconds before we started recording. But uh, hey, everybody, uh, doing well. That is that is very good. On this so, beautiful Christmas day. Wait, yes, what? This Christmas day. <laughs> what, this one Christmas comes out day. early December. This is the first December one. Ignore that. What? I know time. December 8th? Yeah. It is indeed, Laura. December 8th, but not a day before. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I but, think someone be tripping. But this is a really good segue. I've recorded enough podcasts that are ahead of time. I've lost track of time at this point. This is not Slezo's first rodeo. <laughs> Apparently it is, even since know. Christmas Day. I've, I've already done a Christmas Eve podcast. Yeah, but, the other but one because, I'm on. because this is a December podcast, people could be listening to us on Christmas Eve because they're like, what will make the time go really fast between Christmas Eve and Christmas? <laughs> you know the lagging behind podcast. I have a Christmas polar bear near me and a Christmas hat. I could I could give vibes, but I mean, it's not a video podcast, so it would just be for me. Well, there you go. And I listened to Michael Bublé at the weekend, so... And if this episode gets a thousand listens, we will post the picture of Laura in a Christmas hat. Right, can we hugging, stop being like... Polar bear. <laughs> right, can we stop going, if this gets a thousand listens, Laura will? Or sorry, sorry. Laura... When this gets a thousand listens. Sorry, thank Laura. you. Yeah. Positive, positive. Sorry, Laura. Yeah, thank you for the boost. Imagine if all these podcasts get a thousand listens at the time. I'd be doing a fucking <laughs> with chores and forfeits. Yes. Yes, you will. Wait until the next one. because I'm scared. <laughs> Wait until You've got to get in first, Laura. You've got to get in first. Oh God! Anyway, this podcast, Squiggy, bring it back some structure. So anyway, yes, as as we said before, this podcast is coming out to you on the eighth of December, and this is the perfect time to talk about what came out on the eighth of December. So in Japan, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, and Metal Gear Solid Three all came out for download on the PlayStation Three. Metal Gear Solid was was the HD collection, (laughs) and I don't really need to talk. I don't need to talk about Metal Gear Solid. I've, I could speak about it forever. They're very good and games. You have. Please play them. Please play them. That is not forever, Slezo. That is not forever. Which and one? Pick one. Pick one of them. One, two, or three. Free. Free. Can I have? I can't do this, Slezo. This is like picking your favorite right. child. Slezo, it's free. And everyone can and do that as well. So one, two, or three. <laughs> yeah, but you need, to, you need to weigh up the pros and cons of them. Oh my god, it's free. <laughs> two or Gun three. Gun to your head, Squiggy. <laughs> Go. Two or three. Dog guns to my head. I'm, I'm getting shot. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Two. No, I guess not two. two. Yeah, you said two. two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Anyway, so them three came out. And then in Europe and I'm assuming America as well, probably, we also had the Wii, the Nintendo Wii console launched on the 8th of December. I remember those days very well. I remember saving up. First console I technically paid for with my own money. I remember planning out my launch day lineup. I remember my dad went and picked it up at the midnight launch and I went to school the next day and when I came home it was ready to do- I sent it to a midnight <laughs> launch and now in my head I'm imagining him at this midnight launch looking around at all these confused people like that are completely like buzzing and he's like rrr, rrr, rrr. he's like I can't believe I'm at midnight to pick up this bloody games console yeah does it play I, I imagine there have been other parents there I, I don't know you would hope so just I, like 12 year old kids just waiting outside a shop to get in are you trying to say something about Nintendo's demographic no, not at all. Mm, feel like you no. were. I mean, hey, it was a bargain. 180 quid. A 12 oh, year old yeah. could afford that. Yeah. 12 year old's got to go work early. This climate. What up? Um, <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, Louise, amazing. I remember being hyped, Codename Revolution. Still think that's a better, better name for it. Don't even care. Come at me, people, on Twitter. Whoa, what's, what's wrong with we? Right. What's right with we? I feel like that's insulting us as a friendship there. What's right with us, Bezo? <laughs> What is wrong with Wii? <laughs> Wasn't called the Nintendo Us, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been with the right attitude. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we we the Wii was a good system. So so much that we pretty much dedicated an entire episode of this to it at one point. Yeah, yes, we but, did. I, mean, I can't Wii, remember which episode it was, but I mean, but we did launch menu and we did good battle weird on it. So. And basically, it was just the Wii episode. Yeah. Yes. So go back and listen to that. I. Do you even remember what you got a launch for it? Because I'm pretty sure I can name all the Zelda, mm. uh, Wii Party, Wii Sports, mm-hmm. obviously, because that was bundled in. Mm-hmm. 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 Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. I'm pretty sure that was launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get the feeling there was one more, but I can't think of what it was. <laughs> so I got, while you think of it, I got Wii Play, Wii Sports, obviously, um, Zelda, and Red Steel. And then. A couple of days later, when I really didn't like Red Steel, I bought Super Monkey Ball. Nice. I got Red Steel, kept playing Red Steel. Still have nightmares about Red Steel. Um, Raymond, the, whichever one had the rabbits, the first one, the minigame collection thing. The Raven that was it. Thank you, Laura. You Raymond, Raven, Rabbids. Yeah, I got Raymond, Raven, Rabbids, and then reminded Sazo that he also had Raven, Raven, Rabbids. I can't remember if I'm just having a fucking meltdown with the name of that game. And um, I also had Wii Sports Wii Play. I think I had Zelda as well. I mean, in fairness, why wouldn't you buy Zelda? Because I don't like Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, the point is, when it's a launch title for a Nintendo console. I think I was like, I think this was another case of, you know what, guys, let's see what this Zelda shit's all about. Once again, I'm here throwing it a bone. And once again, the bone smacked me in the face. And I don't understand what's going on. Why everyone. I mean, in fairness, Twilight Princess is utter garbage yeah but i've but, played uh, the best ones in air quotes and not like them because i had the zelda collection thing they did on gamecube or whatever it was yeah but that that's like ocarina of time which is also bad oh so. okay. well i played that on <laughs> nintendo 64 and i played the other one 64 because there's two on 64 right? oh okay if you insult majora's master that's it we're we're done <laughs> I, we are I, over are we not the we anymore are we and us we're not us us, like, us are over oh no but yeah, the Wii, great times, December 8th. Always think it's someone's birthday because I was so hyped for that launch date that it stuck in my brain. It was Even the birth of a console it. revolution, Laura. Hey! Yeah. Hey, like, like Laura, first home console I bought. Though I did buy the DS myself the year before. Not a home console, hey. though, is it? It's a handheld. No, that's that's why I specified home console I for the Wii. To, I just wanted to reiterate. <laughs> the first system I bought, which was I the think DS. I got this for- Christmas, I think. Yes, I remember. So would make sense. So, what was it coming out a week before? So I got it. it. Much. So I asked for it for Christmas. Slays- and on before and... you continue, Slazo, buy a fucking calendar a week before. <laughs> I said about a week before. <laughs> about a week before. I mean, it's, you... it's close enough, give or take a couple of weeks. Give or take. Oh, just yeah. Continue. continue um. So yeah. So I got it. I got it for Christmas, and obviously, I, like, I, well, I set it up and everything just to make sure everything worked. You know, I, oh, mom, dad, you've got to make sure it works before you box it away because imagine Christmas Day and it doesn't work. <laughs> so I literally played it for like a full weekend straight, and I was like, yeah, I think it works. Yeah. So I give them it to like box it back up, give them, give them it back to them, and then about a week later, I was just sat there and I had no games to play because I think I'd actually finished games at that point. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The, the, the glory days. Yeah, the glory days of not really doing much at school. Like when you were a kid, so you could only really afford like one game at a time, so you yeah. actually beat them. 
Yeah, and I can I think I literally I came downstairs or something, and my parents were like, "What are you doing down here? You know we play games." And I was like, "I've got nothing to play." <laughs> Not like that, really. And then they were like, "Do you want your Wii early?" And I was like, "Well, suppose so." Oh, look at him! He manipulative little shit. He played them like a freaking fiddle. Hello, Mr. Desquires. If you're listening to this podcast to support your son, you were played by this manipulative little fool. But I got to play it, so no complaints. Oh yeah, great! I was manipulative and used my like. Tell me, Squiggy, what was Christmas Day like when you were like, "Oh, I've not really got a a cool present now." It was. Do you know what? It was fantastic because my parents all played the Wii and we played Wii Sports, and I beat my dad at Wii Golf. And my dad beat me at we at the bowling because he's good at bowling. I, I remember am... trying to teach my gran to do it, and that didn't go well. She could just about <laughs> grasp the idea that you pointed at the screen, and it did. <laughs> I'm just glad that we had the uh, the wrist straps. That's all I can say. <laughs> Wouldn't be I, my TV uh, that broke. So I do feel they. It's weird. We because this is like the on the day. I would say it's very weird that the console came out so late. And close to Christmas. I mean, apparently seven days close to Christmas, according to Slazo's calendar. Give a, give a tick. But it's normally like they come out in November. I'm saying this, you know, because, you know, certain other consoles around the time. But it always feels like November's when you get your big hit. You spend that little money for the Christmas presents. But uh, just a little bit later in, in December. Fairness, it did come out in America mid-November. So. Yeah. That's fair. Like, America weirdly got it, like, weeks before everyone, including Japan. Yeah, which is very Japan odd. was only a few days before us. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's weird. But anyway, that was on this day so we're gonna move straight on to our first main segment of the show which is revisitation station so we had one in the last episode we looked at alien isolation and then this time we're going to laura with mass effect we don't know which mass effect game or if it's going to be the whole series so laura <laughs> surprise us and take it away all right well, she's going to talk about <laughs> I'm still it's the wii, it's the wii u version of mass effect 3 <laughs> <laughs> I've played two hours of Andromeda. That's an hour each time I'm at the same point. What up? Same. So, visitation station wise, I thought let's talk about Mass Effect. Couple reasons because N Seven Day wasn't that long ago. A few weeks now, is it? When this, it'd be, it'd be about, about, about a month, Laura. Give or take. Give or take yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally a month. All right, Jesus, stop ruining them, Christie. Um. So N Seven. You were the one who wanted to ruin it. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Shut up. Anyway, so N Seven Day happened, and then we got the whole announcement that they're remastered. Well, re- yeah, let's go remastering. I love that. It's like we're redoing them, and like, no shit, we've known this for years. <laughs> yeah, they've been saying these have been coming for a while, but they're like, anyway, legendary all the DLC, blah blah blah, and then they'll be on PS Five and Xbox One Series, like, whatever that freaking console is called. <laughs> Sorry, not a fan. But um, yes, yeah. and then also the fact they announced that there is going to be a new Mass Effect, and the is working on it. It just made me nostalgic for the old days when i thought mass effect was the bee's knees and talking about it didn't make me think of Andromeda, which also gives me like the sweats because i'm like still haven't finished it had it for a while now only paid two pound fifty still feel like it was a waste of money um same yeah that's how i forgot but anyway let's talk about the good years i'm gonna go generally across the series because i do feel like it's hard not to group them um before i start you've played it all the way through haven't you squires yeah i finished them and Slazo has Slazoed them. <laughs> I no. have played Mass Effect 1 for a hot 30 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, that is called Slazoing. Anyway. <laughs> I, know, I know how it ends. It's fine. <laughs> RGB. That's how it ends. RGB. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Mass Effect is like one of the one of the only RPG sort of games I've ever really loved. And Slazo is now like... I could feel like Slazo would be clenching his fists like... 
calling me trash, but how um... dare you, goddamn non weeaboo! Yeah, goddamn trash Mangalora. I know, right? I oh, know. Fa- thanks for that, blokes. But... Anything. <laughs> I mean, it has. I feel like the first one more so has a lot more role playing thing, but I kind of. Oh, I don't. It's just, talking about Mass Effect, I'm trying to be like thing, but now Slazer's just put the ending in my head, and I'm just like, no, it ends so badly. And I'm trying. Okay, to okay. Game one, Mass Effect one. Game, game, game one, lot of role playing elements, bit chunky and junky to play, but basically the story, it feels really good. It feels like your choices matter, and we know how I feel about choice games, don't we, guys? Yes. yes. Cool. Thanks. Yes, Laura. Cool, but it was a nice mix of choices you make so you've got the story driven you've got all the side missions it feels like you get a lot of game you've got the rpg but it's also got like oh the shooting it's not great the shooting it's not uncharted too bad is it uncharted 2 that's bad yeah but uncharted it's one uncharted one that's bad it's not that bad a shooting but it's still like oh this is a little bit ropey but you're like hell this story is so engrossing and i feel like i'm making a different <laughs> making a difference with the choices i'm making you're like hell yeah i'm gonna play it and then when two comes out you're like whoa this game is mad sick i don't know what year this comes out but mad sick i think mad sick baby but mass effect 2 it basically refined all the chunkiness all the thing it looked beautiful no squiggy i'm not going to mention that ass but that's not what i refer to beauty the whole game gave a nice little polish little map Fun, fun, fun. Choices matter. Story feels great. And you're building it up. You're building it up. You're building it up. Then Mass Effect 3 happens. You play it. If you don't get to the end, you'll be like, greatest game in the series. Don't understand what these people are on about because I can't really fault Mass Effect 3 from a gameplay rise. There's a lot of variety in missions, quests. The characters have witty dialogue. They're funny. Every, I mean, you get to see the whole gang from 1 and 2 because obviously 2 introduced a lot new sort of a new band of characters compared to 1. And I mean, depending on which ones you like, I think most people like the people they met in one rather than two. Squiggy might shout at me for that, but seems like a general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mass Effect 3, you get the whole gang back together. You get the, oh, it's beautiful. You feel like this is great. This is flawless. And then the ending happens and you're like, whoa, all my choices, all this build up, all this enjoyable game. It didn't matter. Yeah. So I can't, I don't know why I'm revisiting this game, but I realise I'm revisiting it because it caused me pain. And I feel like I'm revisiting it just so I don't get hyped for the new Mass Effect. And that's why I've brought it up. Because I'm like, there's another Mass Effect coming. I've been burnt before by this. Twice now. Because Andromeda burnt me so bad I haven't played it much. And the ending of 3 burnt me so bad that it kind of ruined the journey a little bit. You know what it is? It's the How I Met Your Mother of Games. The finale was so bad, it taints the beautiful journey I went on. So Wouldn't, wouldn't Game of Thrones be more appropriate? Gotta be honest with you. Didn't really. I did like Game of Thrones, but I think people overreacted to the finale. Try the How I Met Your Mother finale because that was bad for the whole of the last season, and it was like twenty more episodes than Game of Thrones. So just pointed out there. <laughs> That's called suffering. Um, but not the point. Mass Effect, probably also one of the best space games out there. I know you did Re- Alien Isolation, which I want to say is technically space, right? <laughs> it is. It's set in space. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. You don't get to fly around space, though, right? Am I completely No, you're, you're on one space station for the whole game. Yeah. So you're into it, but I feel Mass Effect gives you the most overall space, spacey game without being the Star Wars game, because I, before Slazer throws at me, like, Star Wars, what about Star Wars? Which I don't think... Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. The fact that you use that <laughs> as your best space game kind of depresses me a little. Just a little. I mean, it is also the best game in space, but carry on. Carry Sorry, on, Super Mario Galaxy carry 2, on. carry on. Anyway... <laughs> As space games go, Mass Effect is the greatest <laughs> trilogy on <laughs> games individually. And it doesn't I'll involve a plumber. I'll ratchet and space as well. Oh, uh, Slazer, don't. And Destiny. No. 
Oh, Destiny, actually. Oh, Destiny's a good point, actually. I'll actually give you Destiny. Destiny, I will allow. Cause, I mean, Carry on, Laura. Carry on. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. Has there ever been a trilogy that, if it didn't mess up the ending, I just... To me, this is a fantastic franchise with so much potential. And yet, I just want to bring it up because it's how not to do a final part of the trilogy, really. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. It's probably because you kept talking about Metal Gear Solid. And I'm like, I like the third Metal Gear Solid. Don't like the third Mass know, Effect. I really, do you know what? Mass Effect... Probably like you said, it's, it's probably my favorite RPG um, mm. franchise because I, it I'm blurs not, everything. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big stuff. RPG fan, but I like this one because I remember. I remember asking for Mass Effect for Christmas. I didn't. I didn't ask, get this one early, by the way. Um, I remember asking for it for Christmas okay. and then reading a little bit more about it and saying it had RPG elements, and I was a bit like, "Well, do I still risk it?" And I thought, "Yeah, I'm still going to go for it," and I'm really glad I did. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't finish it until Mass Effect, until about a month before Mass Effect 3 came out, when I went through 1 and 2 in the space of a month. And I just, yeah, I really, I, well, I think that says it all, that I was happy to go through both of them in a month and play Mass Effect 3 straight after. And That's I just really enjoyed it. To me. Yeah, I think, it's... me and you were in competition to finish Yeah, them because first. you already owned them, though. That was different. You'd bought them on launch yeah. and stuff and all that stuff. Basically, I saw everyone get this Mass Effect 3 hype and they were doing multiplayer and it was like, I'd been out for a week, I think. And you'd already had it on your shelf and you were trying to get through the others so you could play it and actually understand what was going on. But I hadn't. And I was like, what's this? And they were saying, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. And then it was Michael's, I think someone who we know, was like, oh, it's really cheap here. You should play it and you might like it. So I got one and absolutely sort of loved it. Then I got two, finished it, loved it. And before you know it, I was pretty much a couple of weeks after the launch trailer, Massive Free and on board and playing that. So, uh yeah, I think that says a lot that you, it's one of those games that because the story's engrossing, I say about choices and that, it's one of those games you can't just play one. You have to see the trilogy to the end painfully. Yeah. I think if you take the ending out of the trilogy, like if it, basically if, it, if you give it a better ending, I think it becomes probably one of the best franchises of recent times. I was going to say, we're, yeah. like, we're shitting on the ending a lot, and justifiably so, but like if you take out that five, final 5-10% five, of the game, it's still a good game like it's an amazing game i mean yeah. even mass effect 3 like people don't seem to re- i did i've played mass effect 3 twice but people because the ending was so bitter of a taste for people people slag on Ma- mass effect 3 in particular but when you look at the game and actually play it again and do the missions and that it's literally i wouldn't say perfect because nothing's perfect but it's literally amazing until you get to the ending like if they had just nailed that a bit better I think that would have gone down as one of the best games of that generation. Yeah, number number two is still my favorite, mainly because of the suicide mission towards the end. <laughs> I just I love everything about that, and I love I the. Aren't you the music person that killed people in it as well? Am I what? Aren't you the person that killed people? Yep. Yes, I did, yeah, and I regret it. So yeah, but what I did is I saved before I started it, and then when I realized yeah. I killed people, I went back and saved everyone. Because I couldn't work out how you people can't live you. with your consequences. It's I terrible. Did. I did, but Sazo, you know how easy it was to get no consequences? Just had to think about it. Squeaky over there, Mr. Captain. Awful. I panicked. <laughs> I panicked. When the me- when the music kicks in and the, like all that music, I panicked. I, to be honest, every because basically the suicide mission is probably one of the best missions in a video game, like a single mission. I'd put it in my top 10 at least. But um, there's probably a Gears of War mission in the fucking top 10 of mine, so that doesn't really say much. But the Mass Effect suicide mission is obviously you got to give every one of your crew members a task. And they do that bit, and if they do it well, it's like you know triggers how well it does. But obviously, they could die, as Squiggy found out. 
and then they're gone from the universe forever. Like didn't happen on a Mass Effect three save file though, because what can I say? I went and started it again. Yeah, so that could happen. But if you play it properly and live with the consequences, as lazy. Um, so yeah, so this mission feels really like on edge and stuff. Obviously, it's not the hardest mission to work out where to put people if you use your logic and don't panic. Um, so you can save everyone. I'm just saying. Even I did it first go. Jesus. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, like let's. I'm gonna be honest. I'm hurting myself here to just point out how bad you were. But um, that sort of thing is really cool. I mean, it's it does happen a lot in video games. Are them sort of choices and that sort of consequences? I think. I mean, it's still not overly used, but that's it's cool that you know you could accidentally kill a character and other people in number three and get a nice bit of dialogue with them and meet them again, but you won't because you freaking killed them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just <sighs> Mass Effect. Am I right? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think that I do think that it's a fantastic game series if you take the first three. Maybe not Andromeda, but <laughs> I mean, I think... here's here's the question then: Would you call it the greatest trilogy in gaming? I can't do it because of the ending. That's literally why. I, so what's I, better? What's better? And it's got to be a trilogy of games because I was like, well, Metal Gear Solid one, two, and three, but then I forgot say- about four and five. <laughs> I didn't even say Halo, but then Halo and Gears are like divided up into different trilogies, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. Halo 1, 2, and 3 is kind yeah. of distinct. Yeah. Part of me would like to say Halo, and I'm not even a big Halo fan, but I don't remember being angry by Halo. But then maybe I, I just care. I don't think there's a better trilogy for consistency between the three games for the story and like the gameplay improvement across each one and things like getting better and better through each game as well. I don't think there's a yeah. better trilogy out there than I, that and the end the ending's bad but it's some it's in some ways i can kind of understand the ending because it's the end of that trilogy if you know what i mean and yeah, they've kind of they've, just, they've basically said that is the end we're not doing anything else it's a rubbish way to do it but i can see why they've done it as well but i still no, think I mean, it's, it's not just poor, that it's, it's poorly implemented your choices don't really make a difference it just decides which color fireworks you get yeah I mean, I think that was the bigger... Like, if the ending was like, oh, this ending's shit because it's ended it, and it's like, oh, that's a shitty ending, and you had an option to get another ending that was actually completely different and not just, we've changed colour here, then sure. Um, but I, I don't know. It's really hard to say which trilogy, because it is like, when you just... If you ignore the ending, then I, I think it's untouchable in terms of a set of three games, but but um, it's really hard to... When a story, when a game relies on its story so much and builds up choices and it's like the whole point, it does feel hard to overlook it. Yeah, but I think it uses those choices so well throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, 100%. If you I know mean, what also... I mean? Like, and I know it's the ending, but at the end of the day, that ending's not going to affect a fourth game in the series because oh, that is the end of well, them. Well, I mean, the fourth game was shit. Um... Yeah, but, no, but it wasn't part of... No, it's not. Like it's the start of the new... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's like, it might be the end and style. It might mix it up for the next one. But um, I was going to say that the whole... I guess the personalised experience that you could get on with a character or like a character that someone else doesn't is another big thing with it. For example, I know you ended up not choosing between Ashley and Miranda because you're a whore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to hurt one of one of the feelings. So I was like, I was... You, yeah, well, eventually it would have... <laughs> It's what the suicide mission's for, Squiggy. Get rid of, get rid of the one that's causing me trouble. Jesus Christ! But um, I'm sorry. I, I, I feel person. really bad having said that. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that was a joke, person. by the way. What I said, just for the record. Yeah. I had the personal experience of in the first one, it was Caden. In the second one, Caden's not around, and 
I went with Fade. And then the third one, I manned up and chose. And if someone, like, this is a spoiler alert, no matter what happens, you set in stone that Fane will jump and defend you and die for you right after you dump him. Even if you don't dump him on a rope, he just, he's going to die at that point. But it was right after I dumped him and was like, no, it's not going to work out, Caden. And then after he dies, he sends you a romantic, really heartfelt letter about how great you are and stuff. And you're just like, well, I feel like shit. Thanks. Um, I, to be honest, I don't think many video games have made me that emotionally invested that I felt bad for hurt, hurting a virtual character. <laughs> I, I, genu- was, I, I genuinely did help. good, like, the way with the characters and stuff and how, like, every character just wasn't, just wasn't put there to be a character. They all had, like, a backstory. So, like, they were fleshed um, out. Yeah, so, like, Jack in Mass Effect 3, I think it is. Yeah. Or was it 2? I can't remember. Yeah, where, I like, think you get debuts in 2. Where you get her backstory when you go to the the um what's it called what's the word i'm looking for the jail thing yeah the jail thing like and you get a backstory from her there like even even miranda gets a backstory further down in two and three as well yeah so it's not just like she's not just that ass if you know what i mean (laughs) she is she is like a fully fleshed out character with a like a personality that that ass to you let's be honest (laughs) um yeah, but it's also the kind of way, like, depending on what you do, for for example, Miranda and Jack don't get on. Like, they're just, their characters on yeah. paper are clashy, but you can do it that you could still have both and still work harmlessly, but then other in other situations, you could pull fuel on the fire and you basically make them hate each other. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's cool things like that. Um, obviously, I also like Dragon Age, which is obviously the same people and stuff like that. But there's something about Mass Effect, they just get, I feel like, more mainstream. It's like lighter. Shorter and lighter. It's probably not shorter. It just feels shorter. I've never played a Dragon Age game. You really probably should. I just, I just really like Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, and that's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, I don't think there's many more I can revisit on this because I've covered the bads. I covered the goods. I've said that ass about three or four times, despite saying I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and also not one but two Chuck voice actors in Number Two. Come on now, lovely. Um, Miranda and. He's a soldier, K something something. It's done by Adam Baldwin. He's oh. got a brief role. It's the guy where you're sniping and there's a mission that you save someone. I'll show you a clip. Okay, cool. So yeah, I think so. You've got nothing really to add, have you? You've not played it, but you obviously know pew, pew, pew. about it. Yeah, I, I I know about them. They they do seem to have. I know some people get up in arms about this, but you seem to have been the ones that popularised the uh, WRPG genre in some ways. So I know some people will be like, but that was bloody Elder Scrolls and like. Sure, Elder Scrolls is no. popular. Yeah, Elder Scrolls but... is popular, but it was still come across to me. Oh, I'm gonna say this as a to me, Elder Scrolls still come across like classic. I don't want to say boring RPG because I know it's gonna be really hate. no, no, that's no, I, I get can... what you mean. Elder Scrolls comes paper. across as that D&D style thing a lot more, yeah, like Dragon Age does in some ways. I don't like Elder Scrolls, I just can't. I prefer Fallout to Elder Scrolls. I was going to say, you'd have played Fallout more than likely in that case, yeah. then yeah. I prefer yeah. Fallout to Elder Scrolls, but I because I, I don't know what it is, I think. Elder Scrolls, I think there's too much to do. There's a Whereas... learning curve, and it throws you in, and it bloats you out. It overwhelms you, and it's like remembering everything. Yeah, whereas Mass Effect, although it's, it's an RPG, it's quite a linear RPG. Yeah. And I think you... it's a good, it's a good played... way to get people involved. If you played Halo or something, you'd probably be able to play Mass Effect without much of a learning curve, which is beautiful. But other RPGs, it's like, this is the thing, learn this, learn this, item interface. I, I, I know that sounds really like, I sound really stupid, but I don't know. Sometimes if I can't play a game for a while, so I can only do a couple hours at a time. I no, no, I, I get that. There's a lot of bloat to some RPGs yeah, and Mass and Effect doesn't really have yeah. that. 
I can't believe I'm going to say this because this is also probably um, blasphemous or bordering on getting me chucked off the internet. But Witcher Three, I played like an hour, and I feel I think we've all done this, Laura. So yeah. I think you're yeah. And I took a gap, yeah. and then I was back, and I was overwhelmed and confused and lost and forgot all the buttons, and mm-hmm. I was yep. just I oh. I loaded up Witcher Three. It taught me how to do combat. Then I went into actual combat against a couple of wolves and got slaughtered. Because yep. the game hadn't actually taught me how to do combat. It just showed yeah. me what the controls were for the Do moves. you know what? I'm so glad you said that because that happened to me and I had to swim away from them. Swim I was away. just there going, it taught yeah. me to use a silver sword for this, right? And why is this not working? And why am I dead? And then I look it up online like, yeah, you should be spamming this one spell and then hitting things. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. But yeah, this, this, was, this was a good chat about Mass Effect. I think like possibly a genre-defining franchise of... genre defining. i mean i looked at the scores of mercury they're all 90 plus so. yeah apart from a few a few games there's not many that have been consistent in a franchise to have yeah I, I looked i looked it up online the only ones that uh score higher or better uh it's tied with gears of war and metroid prime which was the other big space game and then mm-hmm. halo's the only one that's better at it yeah which i think is probably fair enough i think halo's got a bigger universal appeal I was going to say, yeah, it, Halo Metroid and Halo Metroid makes sense. Gears, I don't know. I wouldn't quite rank them that highly. But, uh. Yeah, no. But yeah. Um, so let's move away from re- Revisitation Station to Launch Menu. So in Launch Menu, we basically look through the launch titles of a console, handheld or home console. We have a little chat about some of the games and then we give the rating. Give a rating, not the rating. We give a rating. <laughs> of that launch uh, that launch lineup. So this time we have gone for the Game Boy Advance, which was released in 2001, the summer of 2001. That seems a long time ago. Um, uh, it, it was a long time ago. It I was remember, a long time ago. I remember playing these things in a uh, like summer camp style thing while I was still in primary school. I remember getting the Game Boy Advance on launch day from, yeah, electronics, no. from electronics Boutique. Ooh. If you want to know. That is that was then taken over by Game and is now closed in the Metro Center where I got it from. So we'll start with uh, there's a list here. We'll start at the bottom, I think, um, because there was some decent, there were some pretty good first party games, but I want to save them till the end. So we'll go straight in with Rayman from Ubisoft, obviously. Um, I don't really know much about which Rayman this one was, but I'm assuming I'm going it was to guess the original. two because it's uh, usually two. I was going to go for the original. I mean, I could be. I didn't play Rayman Game Boy, so I could be wrong. Maybe it's an it, entirely original game. It was the original <laughs> one. It was the original really? Rayman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I've not played. I've not played a Rayman game. Oh ever. my! That's fine. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Lizzo. It's so it's have... not exactly. It's not exactly in the A. Like I love Rayman Origins as we went into last time, but it. I fully accept it's not a must-play franchise. Yeah. So the next game on the list is Choo Choo Rocket. Which was yeah. made by the Sonic, the Sonic team. Sega, Sega and Sonic. Yep. Again, I've not Sonic played it. I'm assuming you've played a bit of it, Slazo. Fuck yeah! So I didn't have a Dreamcast, but uh, Choo Choo Rocket is amazing. It is, if you play it in multiplayer, it is absolute utter chaos as you try and direct your stream of mice into your rocket by laying down little arrows on the floor, so they kind of follow those and. Uh, but at the same time, there's a bunch of cats that will devour mice the moment they go into them and will destroy part of the mice in your rocket. 
So it becomes an absolute chaos fest as you're trying to direct mice into your rocket, cats away from your rocket, and everyone's laying down arrows at the same time. And it's, it's manic. It's utter insanity. And it's brilliant. And then if you want to like play it solo, there is an extensive puzzle mode in that game that I never finished because it has literally thousands upon thousands of puzzles that get phenomenally hard later on when you've got like 10 arrows and you have to very precisely navigate these mice around the cats and obviously also make sure the cats don't get in the same path and go into the rocket. It's, it's absolute madness and I absolutely adore Choo Choo Rocket. Wow, I was not expecting that. Choo Choo yeah. Rocket is like one of the best kept secrets of body play games. Interesting. The next game on the list is Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2. Now, I remember this for a reason, and I can't remember why. But I it was good. Th- was it good? Yes. Wait, I mean, Laura's not. clearly played it, so throw to Laura. Maybe, maybe not on the Game Boy. <laughs> Laura's not played it, so throw to Squiggy. Not this version. I have never like, played it. I feel it was on the Dreamcast as well, wasn't it? And I think it was Dreamcast, PS2, yeah. PlayStation, Nintendo 64. I played it on the Dreamcast to the point where I didn't have a Dreamcast. My cousin had a Dreamcast. Say he, what? Had, he got he got everything on his he got everything on <laughs> sorry spoiled brat if he's listening hey <laughs> hey um, give us his hey. eye if he's listening hey I want a Dreamcast if you say it to me that'd be great. if he's listening uh, if he's listening that's only nine hundred and ninety nine listens left he, he, he got it at launch and <laughs> I think he had it for a few months and then was bored of it once again not not <laughs> what a... um, yeah don't want to talk about it and I'm the spoiled one just saying just saying he throws shade I'm throwing shade back he ain't gonna listen to this it's fine. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! If he listens to it, I'm so not getting an event invite for the family barbecue. But um, wow! I mean, I hope you're not. Anyway, I'll be a COVID risk. No, yeah. I mean currently the. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. Um, the, but this boxing game it had fun, colourful characters. Was really. I just remember it being like larger than life, making me actually want a Dreamcast. I did not know there was a Game Boy version. I can't tell you if it was like comparison but i just remember this being a franchise i always associate with the dreamcast and always like man i wish i had a dreamcast and could play that because it's balling yeah the only thing i remember he from did let me play the, the dreamcast of his for the records which makes him really nice but it's not is the box really that's all i remember from it the box it makes me think of nba jam and i don't know why yeah a little bit it was like the the art style of it was a bit like that yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I would say. It. I just remember it being fun, and then I didn't have a. I mean, boxing games are very rarely done. I don't know why, and I'm, you know, if anyone's listening, like I don't know why EA Sports are listening. Where's my fight night? But um, I mean, it's, it's were... out, isn't it? Because that was the one. The whole, the whole. Uh, oh my god, they've put adverts in the game. No, that's UFC. That's UFC. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's physical pain. It's not even the same fucking sports. Like I just swear, no. that's like me. People saying, stand Teddy... there and punch each other a no, lot, but no, also kick no, and grapple. No, that's like me. That's like me say, releasing a badminton game and telling you it's a brand new tennis game and just shut up and put up with it. That's the same energy. So anyway, moving away from that, <laughs> the next game on the list <laughs> was, was, Pit, was Pitfall, um, the Mayan Adventure. Um, this was originally a Sega Mega Drive game, which was ported to. The Game Boy, it's a side-scrolling platform game, pretty much. That's all I know about it. Couldn't tell you anything else. It didn't review that well, from what I can see. Like, 5 out of 10. It got an 8 out of 10 somewhere, somewhere, but everything else was 5 out of 10, pretty much. Um, I mean, if I'm going to be like, man, I want to play a 2D platformer, I'll I play feel I've got one. better, I've got better choices on this. There's Rayman or another, another one. one. Another one. <laughs> another so, one. 
on. Moving away from that. We, we, we'll get to that, Laura. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it, Laura. Just wait. Watch this space. So the next game is Iridian 3D, which apparently started development on the Game Boy Color, but was shifted to the Game Boy Advance. Um, I don't really know anything about this one either, but I think it was a, a similar to Star Fox, like an on-the-rail shooter, which like scrolls forward, if you know what I mean, as opposed to side-scrolling, yes. obviously. Uh, again, don't think it reviewed very well. Looks like it really didn't review very well, actually. Again. Laura, you're, you're I... a big Iridium fan. What do you think? I don't even know how to say that word. <laughs> um... I feel that sums that up. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Moving away from that one, we come to Fortress, which is a tower defense game for the Game Boy Advance. Wow, you mean tower, tower defense, defense games? Yeah. yeah. I love a tower defense game. I thought this was like reg- like this was still in the era where it was just you play balloons on the PC on Flash. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Oh my god. Rest <laughs> rest in peace, Flash. So that was that game. Um yeah. Next game on the list was Tweety and the Magic Gems, which I've at least um, heard of this one. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but it's a uh, Looney Tune. You know Tweety? I know Tweety, but I've never heard of the game. I thought I thought a buddy cat. I did, I did, I did see a buddy cat. Um, I don't know anything about it apart from it's a Tweety. It's a Tweety game. Do you know anything about it, Slizzle? You've heard of it. It's got Tweety in it. It's I'm a pretty sure you've run away from Sylvester. Is it Sylvester? Came out on the Game Boy. Uh, yeah. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Laura, do you want to add anything to that one? I really don't. I really wish you would not bring me in when these games. Have you got a tweety impression, Laura? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm moving I... away from tweety to Top Gear GT Championship, known in Japan as Zen Neon GT Senshuken. Oh yeah. Hang on, hang on. Is this when you say Top Gear? No, I don't think so. Actually, no, it was. Yes, sorry. In the Top Gear, or was it? I mean, is this the Top Gear that I know? Or is the, this TV, different... the TV, the TV show Top Gear? The, the, yeah, it's unrelated to the TV. Wait, series. no, it couldn't be. This was before Top Gear even became the big thing. Yeah, yeah they're un- they're unrelated. Um, again, I don't know anything about it apart from back when Top Gear had that guy from EastEnders on it. Oh what? dear lord! I don't the... know. Just move along, move along. Okay, well, this is one. This is one for you, Laura. Fire Barbie. Pro Wrestling. Oh. oh my god, Fire Pro Wrestling boy buds. Yeah. Oh, Wait, really? Damn. Yeah. yeah, you can tell you can tell us all about it, Laura. Fire Pro Wrestling is a game that everyone should play. Thank you. <laughs> That's What's it. What's it about? What's it like? What's not it like? It's a wrestling game that doesn't fill you with microtransactions and actually works. And that's the minimum requirement for a wrestling game these days. Well, it works. <laughs> Do you want more? <laughs> I like my wrestling it's games to work. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's not always guaranteed these days, is it? Well, what no, is it? that's true. I'm looking. I'm looking up this. How is this? Is actually the GPA was like GPA. The Game Boy one was like the first one, but I'm like, no. It's meant to be more strategic based. If that helps you. I mean, not really. But Hello? we'll let you off. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the game. I didn't even know it was a thing on the game. I'm just like, my mind is a little bit blown by this. But it's a. I mean, the current ones and stuff, and it's actually worth I... your time. I thought I knew the GBA launch lineup, but apparently no, clearly not. Yeah, when we were first talking about this, I thought I knew a lot more of these games in this launch lineup. I didn't buy um, one at launch, so at least I have an excuse. Yeah. Um. So the next one is Super Dodgeball Advance, which surprisingly, I know this will really shock you. It's a dodgeball game. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Tell me more. Um. So the and idea, as of the and game... as we've already proven in this, that's like the same as volleyball and football. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, space. 
Subscribe. Yeah, I, again, I don't know much about it, but I actually think it reviewed quite well for a dodgeball game. The definitive dodgeball experience. On the Game Boy Advance, because it's the only one, probably. Yeah. I was going to say, who else is one. making dodgeball games? Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but we'll go. Is this before we'll... or after Dodgeball the film came out? Before. Before. Surely. I'm, 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 I'm not I the film know. guy, that's why I'm asking. I, I would say before, but... I have no idea. Um, let's let's move on to High Heat Major League Baseball 2002. This was oh, another, obviously another an American... Thing. No, it wasn't. It actually came out in Europe as well. Ooh. Oh, man, a cricket game. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> see? See? And I just quick, you know it? UFC oh. and boxing are the same thing. I mean, UFC and boxing are pretty close. Oh, my God, I swear to God. But cricket and baseball, they're completely different. Yeah, one one you hit a ball at the stadium and the other you hit a ball out the stadium. Oh, we're going to have a discussion after this podcast. But Are you telling me the... you don't hit the ball at the stadium? I swear to I God, don't. say <laughs> I don't. But, um, but anyway, the PS2 version of this high heat Major League Baseball was the must-buy for all serious PS2 baseball fans. The Game Boy... Um, one review pretty similar, so I'm going to assume that it is a must-buy for all serious Game Boy Advance baseball fans as well. For our UK listeners, we're talking about rounders. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Soft- it's softball technically in the UK. Rounders is the girl version. Wow, sexist. I know. Not me. I didn't come up with it. You guys didn't have to play netball at school. That was biased. Carry on. So this <laughs> next game is called Army Men Advance. It's a top-down shooter, surprisingly. Um, is it is it based off like little toy army figures or yeah, yeah. oh wow i actually remember that then okay i see i remember i think i remember this one a little bit more but i didn't tell you anything about it but it it got it got average reviews um it got reviews it got, re- it got, it got yes. reviewed it got reviewed so moving from that we now come to oh. probably the three big hitters of the launch lineup and we'll start with prony hawk prony hawks prony hawks prony hawks tro skater 2 um, for the Game Boy Advance, obviously the probably the definitive skateboarding experience on console. I would go with possibly. Please I back mean, me we've, up. We've discussed this before a while back, and I'm I'm the fug guy. So yeah, we have discussed this a lot. Um, and it got it got really good reviews on the Game Boy. So I think again, it's probably one of them where if you liked it on the on the PlayStation or whatever the console that got released for, you'd probably like it on the Game Boy Advance as well. Laura. I don't think you were there when we discussed Tony Hawk's. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the skateboarding games? Um, or have you not played any? I have played. How dare you? I played Underground. And Underground 2, I want to say there was a 2, right? Yes. Oh, you played the rubbish ones. The <laughs> best ones, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed them. Um, I have skateboarding shoes. <laughs> Sorry for that. I found that Thanks. out the other day. That's a fun Thanks. fact. But no, Tony Hawk's fun. I, I generally... I don't so did I. Then I've never skateboarded again. It's great. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I mean, mine, I literally have a skateboarding legend on them. They're like Adidas, he signed the deal. I don't know who the skateboarder is. It's a picture of him on my um, shoes. Tony Hawk. So, it's not Tony Hawks. That's what threw me. If it was Tony Hawks, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But not the Bam point. Bam Magera. Anyway. Oh, that actually might be the guy. Oh. Chad Musker. Does he have a mustache? I don't know. Like, maybe oh, he did 20 years ago when I played Fug. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of my uh, shoes. Um, but anyway, Tony Hawk's game's amazing. I don't understand, I'm not really sure if I would ever consider buying one on the Game Boy, because I've never really, I don't know, I'd like a nice... Yeah, because I should be being 2D on this Game Boy. Yeah, so. so that's what's making me think, how would that have... I'm not sure that would have been for me, to be honest. I just feel it probably looked like the iOS versions, which I don't know what they looked like, but... 
Yeah. They know what they look like, but I'm sure it looks like that. Palestina looks like one of them. Um, so Apple next... will love having their iPhone compared to the Game Boy Advance. I, I am here for all marketing, Apple, if you're listening. More Tim, just uh, hit me up. It's, it's at least a DS. Yeah, possibly. In a good, <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the penultimate game is F-Zero Maximum Velocity. Yeah, here we go, the actual good games. <laughs> yeah, the actual good games. So this was the only F-Zero game without Captain Falcon in it, interestingly. Indeed. It also had multiplayer, where you could obviously play multiplayer, but you had to have a Game Boy Advance Link cable. Oh, and man, you could that use, abomination. You could use one cartridge or one cartridge per player. And I, th- I don't know if it was the only one of the only Game Boy Advance games, but to have this it... This was rarely used in the GBA era. Yeah, so. and to have it kind of like as a launch game to do that as well is quite cool, because I know they did it with the DS, but that was with Mario Kart, I think? Uh, the DS had a bunch of games that did it. Yeah, so. Mario Kart's the one that stands out to me anyway. Yeah, Mario Kart, Bomberman did it. But yeah, oh, yeah I, Bomberman, you... yes, I forgot about that. I I really enjoyed well, I, yeah I I really enjoyed F Zero. This was like the game. This was one of the games I got for it at launch because yeah. again, why wouldn't you? Sorry to say at launch, sorry I got it at Christmas. But this was like one of the games I got with it because why wouldn't you? A big profile game. I don't think it's the best F Zero. Like obviously GX on the GameCube reigns supreme, but this is I like, like GX. Ah, interesting. Feel like that's a normal opinion. I, I really like F-Zero X, but I think that's because it was probably the first one I ever played on the N64. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I, F-Zero Maximum Velocity is, is good fun, but uh, I was shit at video games back then, so I had to use good old action replay to get me through this, to the point where I may have broken the cartridge somewhat, so it doesn't <laughs> save or function properly anymore. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. I found it really hard, but it's, it's a nice little fun racing game. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was the one that I picked up at launch as well, because um, it's F-Zero. And obviously, like I said, I really liked F-Zero X. I've never played so... F-Zero. I don't know if I'm missing out. Moving from F-Zero X to this, it's pretty... Yeah, it wasn't obviously, yeah. like, it wasn't the, probably the best, even probably this the best is more in, racing game. This is but... more in like, yeah, this is more in line with the SNES version of F-Zero than it is yeah. the uh, N64 one. Yeah, but it was still fun. Um, yeah, the, absolutely. The last game, which we've saved till the end, is Super Mario Advance. Ah, yes. Because they went, what Mario should we bring back to start off with for the Game Boy Advance? And they were like, two. Let's bring back two. <laughs> Everyone loved two. What with the picking up the radishes and throwing them at the enemies and the weirdness of it. And just, yeah. I mean, two, two Super Mario Advance. Super, sorry. Super Mario Bros. 2, a.k.a. Super Mario Advance, is still good fun. Like, there's a lot to love about this game. Birdo, obviously, they're probably the most iconic character from this whole game. And you can play as Peach and Toad and Luigi, which is awesome. Cause Luigi? Luigi! You can play as Lugia. And... <laughs> what, about, what about Ho? Is Ho in the game as well? No, not yet. Pokemon didn't come along with GBA for years. But, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's good fun. But again, it's a, very, it's a very weird Mario experience, considering you jump on an enemy's head and then you're just riding on its head. And you're like, this doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I got this. I got this on launch as well, and I think I kind of had those things. Like, it didn't feel like a normal Mario game, but I don't know if that's because I mean, it's, it's because, because it's not. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I was a little bit. Uh, it's a bit strange. I mean, it's still yeah. a good. It's still a good platformer, obviously, because it's Nintendo and it's Mario. But yeah, it's a bit weird. I think for someone maybe who's getting into gaming. 
Yeah, it's a and weird starting point. And yeah. it was kind of weird as well that because they did a whole bunch of Super Mario Advance games, but they were all ports. They never made a new Mario game really for the system. Yeah, there was obviously Super Mario Advance Two, which was was that a port of Super? Was that a port of See, Super it was Mario? Either World, World or Three. I think that was World, and then you had Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance Three, which is a port of Super Mario World Two, and then Super okay. Mario Advance Four was Super Mario Brothers Three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because they like weird. Weird choice. I mean, not that I blame them, but yeah, it was certainly an experience. Yeah. And that hey, is pretty I, much all of the launch titles. Had to kill time while I waited for my beloved Pokemon. A long, long, long time. time. Ruby it's and like Sapphire. Two, I think it was two years till Ruby and Sapphire came out. And that was already obviously like a year after Gold and Silver anyway. So like, Yeah, oh. I think I ended up playing just a lot of red, um, not red, blue, yellow, gold, silver and crystal on my Game Boy Advance with the cartridge sticking out the top. Yep. I think that was pretty much what my Game Boy was used for. What color yeah, Game Boy did you get? I mean, I, me, purple. I got purple as well. I, mean, I got purple. Purple remains my favorite color. I, yeah, I have a purple Game Boy color, a purple Game Boy Advance, and a purple GameCube. I had. I like my purple um, Game Boy Advance SP because the little flip. I, I liked it. Yeah, I like the SP just for the backlight. I mean, I could play it on <laughs> the bus. On the bus. Yeah, I missed out on the SP, and I do regret that in hindsight. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is all the launch games there were. One, yeah, I, th- I, I genuinely thought you were going to mention another game, but yes, it wasn't a launch one. Yeah, what, what game was that? I'm looking it up now. <laughs> you can do your bit. But yeah, there was 15, 15 titles there for the Game Boy Advance. Obviously, two first-party ones. The rest are just a, a mismatch of other developers, really. Um, a lot of ports mm-hmm. as well. Um, so... There's not, I don't think there's much to take from it. I think, obviously, you've got your two big hitters with your Super Mario Advance and F-Zero, and then you've got your Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. But apart from them three and maybe Rayman, there's not really anything else that jumps out there to me. And like we were saying, I thought there was a lot better games in the launch lineup than this. But Yeah, it's, it was an inauspicious start for what would become, I think, one of the best-selling consoles ever made. Yeah. I remember like this was battling it out with the PS2 for a while to be... Uh, top dog if i remember yeah it's it's strange it's very strange because it obviously it recovered really well but i say it recovered it probably didn't i mean it was nintendo in the handout scene they were just pretty like they'd fought off the initial early pretenders like the game gear and yeah. th- i mean what was the game Boy Advance fighting the nokia engage like yeah, yeah i was really about to say the engage <laughs> and the neo geo pocket color oh oh that such stellar competent yeah it would be another generation before they had an actual fight yeah so I think if anyone wanted to play gaming on the go, it was always going to be yeah. the Game Boy Advance. And they the could have released, like, absolute shovelware, and it probably still would have sold I really well. I think they because, did, some might well, say. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but I don't know if we just want to go down and rate some of the, well, rate the launch lineup. Um, I mean, like I've said, for me, you've got a couple of first-party games, you've got a good third-party game in Tony Hawk's, and then and Rayman, but then the rest for me is just, not shovelware, but ports and a bit of shovelware. Yeah, I just filler. It's All filler, no thriller. Um, and to be honest, because Super Mario Advance is a port, Tony Hawk's is a port, F-Zero, it's not a port, but it's it's based on a another version of the game. I'd probably say it's actually quite a poor lineup. Um, I probably wouldn't even give it... I'd probably give it a five, maybe. A five from the square. Yeah, I'd probably give it a five based on, to be fair, before... Before we started going through with them, I was like, oh, this is definitely an 8 or a 9. It had really good games. And now I'm like... Fine. Yeah, but 
on reflection, it's another case of did you two buy the consort? Oh, sorry, did Squiggy get the consort at launch on the back of just being hyped? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, I can play yeah. Pokemon. I, I was say, I got it at Christmas because I would need this system to play the next Pokemon game, which then took donkey's years to actually happen. Yeah, that was pretty much. And I think because I played my Game Boy, my Game Boy Color, I played that so much that I thought, well, I'm obviously going to play it. Well, my parents thought, obviously, he's going to play it. And they yeah. went wrong. Obviously, I played my Game Boy right until the DS came out. But. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm in the same camp as this. Like, especially like even on like on some of the others, like we did the PSP a little while back, and even then, you had a bunch of franchises that actually had name recognition. Whereas in here, it really does. Fit. Like, and I know some people will be like, "How dare you insult Ready to Rumble and Fire Pro Wrestling?" But um, compared to like Midnight Club and some of the other series that were coming on, which were a little bit higher up the food chain, in my opinion. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So I'm gonna um four. I give this a four. I, I give it. Been, a I thought low my average. Be low. I'm gonna be honest. I give it a three. It felt like a bit of a mess. I, All right, I, that's a bit harsh. I'm, yeah. not, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was harsh on the other ones though, so I need to mark to what I gave the before, and I was lower than you both. Like it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you were very harsh on other games. Yeah. So. I have to keep my heart. It, to be fair, I look at it quite simply as how are these consoles justifying a, like other games that are on it justify me buying it? Do you know what I mean? And I just with this, I would say no. This is I think I understand why I did not get one at launch. I just I don't know. To me, it just feels like it seems like there's a lot of stuff on it, but as the said, it's the filler stuff. It's kind of like hey, how can we make this look like a really like there's loads to choose from, but half these games I wouldn't even think twice if they came out non-launch. Yeah, yeah. that's a very fair way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, that is. And I think like the more I've looked at, the more I thought probably could have waited for this. But again, like I said, I've I played it from 2000 until what? Oh, when did the DS come out? 2005. 2005. So I played it for well for four years, probably quite solidly because I used to take it away everywhere I went. So it got the it got the miles out of it. It might not have got the miles out of it. To start I was going to say, the fact, the fact you could play Game Boy and Game Boy Color games on it probably helped it be an easier yeah. purchase because it's like, oh no, I, I'll just pull out Pokemon Silver and play that yeah. some more. Which is pretty much what I did. And Crystal. Don't forget Crystal. Yeah, Crystal would have probably, I think Crystal came out just before the GBA. So yeah. Yeah, that so that's pretty much transition. what I played. As well as playing Mario Advance and FCU. The rest of the games didn't care about. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll end uh, launch menu there. I think. Some interesting scores. Well, a five, a four, and a three. Nothing high at all. <laughs> so we'll, we'll end on and that on, high. We'll end on that high note. Just about over ten when you add us all together. Yeah. So out of thirty, you got just over ten. That's all you need. Um. So yeah, that ra- that wraps up episode seventeen of the Lang Behind podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. Give us a nice little thumbs up. Give us a listen. Obviously. If you're listening to this, you've already given us a listen, so thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John J. Squires. Slazo is at S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. Ooh, we're spelling it. And Laura is at L-A-U-O-L-A-U. Laura Law, baby. And we are at Behind Lagging, and I am not spelling that out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you <laughs> in two weeks' time. <laughs> Sorry, Goodbye. So I'm not spelling it out, but I'm-